Hello everyone, and welcome to Toonami Therapy. Today on March 3rd of 2022, I'm Michael. I'm Tommy. And we're here to be talking about Toonami stuff, other anime stuff, and stuff <laughs> that has nothing to do with anime, like we usually <laughs> often do. Um, <laughs> right, I guess uh, there's no important Toonami uh like news, but uh, we did get the thing about how Funimation and Crunchyroll are going to be merging. Yep, and so, that's got me really confused as, as to which one I need to have a an account on. Like, am I gonna have to cancel my Funimation and then make one for Crunchyroll? Well, we've well from. So it's they're getting rid of basically the Funimation service and everything will be moved on to Crunchyroll. So there won't be a Funimation subscription anymore. They did okay. say that if you had a Funimation subscription, they will give you 60 free days of Crunchyroll, although I don't know how that works if you already have a Crunchyroll subscription. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it means they just give you uh, two uh, free months, but knowing the way these things usually work, that'll only you'll have to like manually sign up for the thing, and it won't affect people who already have a Crunchyroll subscription. So, mm -hmm. yeah, in the short run, I think this is definitely good because, well, it'll save me a little bit on a monthly subscription, and I found the Crunchyroll player better than the Funimation one. On the downside, when you're combining the things, it means um, you, you have to worry that when if one platform basically dominates a thing, then they get lazy and their service gets a lot worse. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how it all uh, ends up. But yeah, that's the news. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. There's still the things on Funim to watch that's not on Crunchyroll, but presumably that'll be happening sometime soon-ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I like the Crunchyroll player more. I complained before about how when you pause the Funimation one, that all the stuff that pops up blocks any subtitles you have. Mm -hmm. Although I did find a workaround. If you resize a window, it'll like uh, you can like make it so that it doesn't cover it up. But yeah. All right, so uh, now that we've gone through that, we can move on to um, Shenmue episode <laughs> four. Yeah, I almost said Shenmue, but it's apparent mm. it's Shenmue. Mm. And uh, like last time, this is the episode that I'm having the most difficulty remembering what happened. Mm. Um, okay, so let's see. Yeah, he, the guy decided to, like, get a job or something because he was trying to get money so he could go to Hong Kong to try to find his father's killer. But then the, um, this, uh, the, uh, what, the Mad Angels, I think they were? I can't remember the names of the different gangs. Yeah, and they, uh, decide to, I guess, kidnap his his friend it's i don't know if he was supposed to be his girlfriend or not i, I think they were just supposed to be friends and says okay yeah. you need to prove that you're not in with the other gang or was the other gang the mad angels i can't remember which one is which so he has to go and fight the guy there and uh, uh um and uh that's uh yeah that's basically uh what i remember 
from the episode. This show is is very good at not me not remembering things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, not not very memorable episode. This is just uh, it, it really feels like if this is a video game, then it's a really linear video game. There's uh, not much open world uh, stuff. It's it's kind of like the more recent Pokemon games where you you can't really do anything. You you have to do things exactly the way you know the game tells you to, and you can't skip ahead at all or anything. So that's the impression I get of this game from the anime because everything seems to be step by step and. Uh, so I'm not sure I would ever like this uh, video game, but yeah, that's what I get from it. Yeah. It's just, the series is so, I, I, it's, I guess I I would normally just say it's so there, but I don't really like using that in that way. It just seems very, adequate is maybe the right term to describe it. It's just okay. It does stuff okay. It's not particularly good, but it's not particularly bad either. It's just not memorable at all. It's just adequate. (laughs) And, um, which makes it, like I said, forgettable, which is why I keep forgetting what actually happens in the episodes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we got that, um, right, so, that one is that, move on to Attack on Titan, episode 78, this thankfully is an episode I can remember better, so they keep, um, uh, so they're still fighting and such, but then Zeke unleashes his roar thing, which, Makes it so that anyone who has ingested his spinal fluid, um, I think it like only, I, I assume if it gets out of your body eventually, but he does that, which then turns them all into titans, including, um, Falco, uh, but then Falco a- ends up, uh, eating Colt, I think his name was, and, mm-hmm. uh, then... And then that means he's, you know, gains the powers of that Titan. We get a bunch of flashbacks and stuff about Rainer and Colt that uh, would mean basically nothing if you don't remember with perfect accuracy stuff that happened 30 episodes ago. (laughs) So we've gotten that. Meanwhile, though, they... In a bit that was actually kind of funny. So they chop off... So remember... Zeke and Aaron have to touch to make the thing work. So Uh they uh, basically chop off Aaron's head and then Zeke catches his head and it works. Um, So, so then they get transported to dang. I should have thought of a great joke of where to, of what to um, call this um, to, I don't know, someplace and Zeke's all like chained and he's like, because he's, because, I don't know, there was a reason given. And he's saying, Aaron, now you can do our euthanasia plan, which is really sterilization, not euthanasia. I don't know why we're calling <laughs> it euthanasia. Um, yeah, they, 
Yeah, you're right. That that was a wrong usage of the, the word. And I didn't even realize that until you said that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's like that. that that's a there's a big difference there. So, uh, yeah. Um, and Aaron, so he's like, we can do it. And Aaron's like, nah, I was actually screwing with you this whole time. And Zeke's like, haha, I was really screwing with you in this whole scene. I'm not tied down at all. I was just testing you. And then, and then, um, and, uh, then he, I get, I think he chains down Aaron and then, uh, that's the episode basically. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, it's getting interesting. Um, I'm just curious about how they're going to solve the quote-unquote you can laser thing, uh, you know, because now we're kind of getting the, I'm getting the feeling that they're trying to make out the Titans to actually be the good guys, and <laughs> I don't know, I... I'm a little confused of how they're going to resolve all this without, um, you know, I guess like the Jurassic World thing is what I thought of. It, like the second Jurassic World movie, they they basically like had a choice of allowing all the dinosaurs to die and one person makes the decision to not let it happen and now... Uh, mass destruction, which does help for a sequel movie, but doesn't make much sense <laughs> in the context of the movie. So, yeah, that that's uh, that's what I came away thinking about with this episode. Yeah, well, the Titans aren't exact as we've like discovered. Titans, well, exactly. Well, most of them were, you know, just like mindless Titans because they were all people, the Eldians that were turning to them. And then we have the Titan Shifters, the ones who actually have their memories. So, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it is. It is a little weird what the series is doing right now because did Aaron say exactly what he was going to do instead? I can't remember. I know. I don't, he, I don't think so. Okay. Because I know he said that he wasn't going with the euthanasia uh, project thing. So uh, maybe they'll be calling it off and we won't have to and we won't have to keep point, uh, pointing out. Uh, that's not the title. That name doesn't really make sense. That's not what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I mean, I want, is it a translation thing? Because I don't think it would be because the manga translates it that way and the anime does. And those are different. And I think those are translated by different groups. So uh -huh. if, they're if they're continuing with that, I think that's what it actually um, means. So maybe there's some meaning that's just lost in translation, but it's just such a weird thing to keep saying that. And euthanasia is such a weird word anyway. It sounds too much like youth in Asia, as in young people uh -huh. in Asia. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was Attack on Titan. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. We have Assassination Classroom episode thirty-two. So they're having the obligatory school festival uh, uh, episode, in which they're 
uh, make in which class um, E is making the uh, like food like a cooking thing. And you um, start thinking, well, this episode is a lot like Food Wars. And then they basically straight up say, yes, this is a Food Wars reference. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, a character says, isn't there another cooking anime? <laughs> <laughs> so really, the episode is mostly just a bunch of stuff with them uh, selling uh, food. There's uh, kind of, I guess, resolution of that plot point with that guy who thought Nagisa was a girl and got a crush on him. And then, you know, initially they try to actually keep him going with that, but eventually Nagisa's like, no, we, we got to resolve this plot. I'm actually a guy. Uh -huh. But thankfully, he leaves a still leaves a positive review. And uh, so they do great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's yep, there, pretty much it. There's also a brief uh, shot where there's a cam where you can see some cameos from other um, manga series. You can see someone who looks like Bobo. There's uh, these two characters that look like uh, that are from Psyche K and Kuroko's Basketball. And there's the last character who uh, I didn't recognize, but apparently there's someone named Tamiya Nika from a series called Switch Girl, which I prior to this had never heard of, but maybe it's more popular in Japan. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, I can't remember exactly where it was in the episode. I think it was like around 17 minutes in, at least on the Funimation, uh, on like the online one that was on Funimation that I looked at to check. So yeah, that was Assassination Classroom. All right, after mm -hmm. that, we got Made in Abyss, episode seven. So, uh, Ozen talks about how the, um, let's see, the, the like, curse-repelling vessel thing could revive the dead, uh, which is how, which, because Rico actually died, except then when she was born, but then it came back because of that. Uh, then she's like, ha, plot twist, I'm evil, I'm going to beat you up. And then plot twist, no, I wasn't evil. That whole thing was actually just a convoluted test for, uh, I, I was testing somehow, I guess. I, I'm actually kind of confused exactly how it was, what it was testing, but. Um, anyway, so she basically, uh, so then she says, but you're not, but you need to do some training to descend further into the abyss. And you need to go to some place, I don't know, one of those, hey, just survive here for a week or whatever the time period was. And, uh, yep, that's basically the episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, not very memorable for me. Mo most of this episode just felt kind of pointless because we have all this, ha, I'm evil, ha, I'm not actually evil. Yeah. It's all just a test. It's just... You could have skipped through that and just had her say, like, I need to test you to make sure you can go forward. You, you could have just skipped to that. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm finding this show to be very forgettable. Yeah, it's yet another... Uh, it's just... I don't know. I, I was interested in this, but we've uh, we're like halfway through the first season uh, a, a little more than halfway and uh we'll need to find and uh, i'm just wondering so i mean i guess it's okay but everything is just so slow mm -hmm. um yep then we got 
One Piece episodes 527 and 528. So, <clears throat> they uh, run into some uh, pirate guys on their way to Fishman Island, so they just decide, well, we'll just go past them, and they do. And they manage to make it there. They get found by uh, Kamie or whatever her name was. She was someone that they met before. So they're kind of staying with um, her, although they got separated in the process. So then they're just sticking around with the with the mermaids, except then this guy, this group shows up looking for them. And all the mermaids are like, oh, we got to hide them. They'll probably be in um, trouble. And then in the process, um, Sanji gets the one of his nose bleeds from like the mermaids being hot and th so they get caught and also he's out of blood now and needs a transfusion which they can't get because of I don't know law a law thing so they're like okay we got to go and uh, find someone so they leave and then it turns out oh well I guess this whole thing that whole thing was kind of pointless because they weren't actually trying to arrest him or anything they just had a message for them mm -hmm. and that's the episodes essentially yeah um yeah we're we're definitely kind of seeing at this point the fact that yeah there's a <laughs> bunch of padding in these episodes yeah, lots of padding yeah it felt like we only watched one episode didn't it it was like you get to the end of the second episode it's like okay uh when's the second episode gonna start now and it's like oh that's it <laughs> yeah it's it's the thing about because the One Piece anime just doesn't take breaks and they apparently don't do filler arcs anymore, so they just have to stretch out each chapter into a full episode instead of like when previously I think they would usually maybe have two chapters in an episode, so everything is kind of going to so what we're getting what previously would have been an episode into two episodes. Also, I. So I I've said before I don't like the whole nosebleed gag. I, I almost never mm. find it funny. And I, I guess when we saw it before in this at the start when they're like un descending underwater and there's a bubble, I'm like, okay, it's kind of funny, uh, kind of, when Sanji just goes flying upward as a result of that. But then but the thing is that can only thing you can only have something that crazy work as a joke when you decide, oh no, this is actually going to affect the plot and be serious. I'm thinking, really? Mm -hmm. Because that like gets him caught and then Sanji's in critical condition from the blood loss. And I'm just thinking like, no, you can't take what's a dumb joke that doesn't make sense and then suddenly try to integrate it into the plot like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so after that, we go, we finish with Toonami, we're on to Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo-Bo, episode 11. So, Gasser has now essentially joined the team and wants Bo-Bo-Bo's help. So, after they uh, encounter this enemy and Bo-Bo-Bo defeats them, he says, we're going to do training. So, they go to the Nose Hair Dojo, <laughs> under, go through a few bizarre uh, things including this uh, old woman who Bobo initially says was the, her his teacher, but then later on just says, "I wonder who that old lady is." Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so Gazder ends up kind of fighting her after she uh splits herself into six old ladies and one old man. 
I think that was my favorite joke of the episode, actually. <laughs> uh, a weird fight starts, but then ultimately only Bobo and the old man are just kind of there, and they're just playing croquet or whatever. And then I guess with our sort of training arc complete, they uh, then just uh, leave. Yeah, um, obviously... Uh... You can't take anything really seriously when it comes to training or anything like that. It's it's all a big gag, which, you know, it, it is funny. My my only problem with it is the whole stream of consciousness thing where no, n there's like nothing that makes sense for more than um, a minute, you know, like every minute you switch from one thing to something else that that that's not as funny to me as something that uh would be you know built up and it's just like one gag to another the whole time and you get like maybe 30 gags in the episode which some of most of them aren't very good so, uh, yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of Pop Team Epic at this point. That's the comparison I've got to this. Maybe a little like Lucky Star in a way, but uh, those are the comparisons I have for it so far. Yeah, this is, um, it is a real uh, issue with some of these earlier episodes where you mentioned Stream of Consciousness. The problem I've been having and I know this is, well, the problem is just that we'll be, we, there is, like, throughout this whole episode, there is a plot. Okay, they a gasser he wants help, they fight an enemy, they do some training. And that's, and when we're focusing on those things, they're at, it's, it's usually pretty funny. Like, when Boba Bo's, like, say, decides to use Fist of the, the Closing CD Case, except then it breaks mm -hmm. and won't close. Or, like, Fist of the Not Closing CD mm -hmm. Case, but then it accidentally closes and it doesn't work. Like, mm -hmm. that, that, that bit was, um... Funny, for example, the training itself was mostly amusing. I just liked the part where she's just going, two old ladies, three old ladies, mm -hmm. four old ladies, one old man, six mm -hmm. old ladies. So mm -hmm. when it's doing that, it's great. The problem that the series keeps having in these earlier episodes, and I know it gets away from this eventually. I'm hoping it gets away from it soon. Um, mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly when it stops. It. I know it's sometime, like, in, like, the within like the teen episodes i think but um it, uh but the the issue is when it's doing that and when the plot just suddenly stops essentially for don patch and uh boba Bo to do something stupid and then it yeah. just goes on for a while and it was a little better in this the the first time it did in this episode it was a little better because you had beauty and gaster reacting to it so you're like okay mm -hmm. it's not just them doing something random and stupid it's the fact the other characters are reacting to them doing something random and stupid. Mm -hmm. And um, so it worked better that time. But other times it's just, hey, we'll just put the episode on pause to do a random non sequitur. Mm -hmm. which, is, uh, which is the problem right now. And I'm hoping we get to the point soon where it uh, kind of drops that. Um, so, yeah. Um... Yeah. 
So I don't think I have anything else to really um, say about it other than I guess the fact even if it was one of those random things that uh, that I was just complaining about the whole every time you eat ramen do six sit-ups for some reason got stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. All right. So we move on to Ascendance of a Bookworm episode nine. So we get a surprisingly um, high amount of time devoted to explaining how the currency in this world works. Um, all I got out of it is gold is worth more than silver, which is worth more than bronze. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got that. Uh, then they decide to try to make some of the hair ornaments. Um, the person that they're kind of trying to work with want, is wants to try to get mine on um, his team with the invention she's coming up with, but um, um, I can't remember the name of the person they're currently working for. It's like, no. So then they go over and talk to, I guess, that other guy's daughter who tries to recruit um, her again, but they're mm-hmm. uh, not interested in that the uh, I guess the big thing we all we learn is that it's stated that the what you because of the whole devouring thing apparently the way to survive it is to make sure you have a clear motivation or something like that and um, yeah that was basically the episode So, um, I guess the series does seem to kind of be moving, uh, someplace now. I kind of wish this had been, this episode had been four episodes earlier. Uh, yeah, actually this episode I really liked this week. I I felt like, okay, we're finally getting somewhere with this. Um, uh, it, it was interesting, their whole thing with the currency, but, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. Yeah, the um, part where the guy's daughter, Frida, that was her name, where she like basically says, oh, my hobby is like doing stuff with money. And I was thinking, oh, the stuff she describes, that's like the kind of gags you'd see in a Scrooge McDuck comic. Um, But yeah, that was, uh, yeah. It looks like things might be looking up a bit for the series. Um, right. So then we'll, um, I I think the thing about this, the, the, what I've noticed a bunch of people have been saying about some of the, the anime of this current season that was based on light novels is people are saying well it, it's not as good because they're cutting out important stuff from the original light novels like that's what i've seen people say for um the, the strongest sage with the weakest crest and she professed herself pupil of the wise man and um i think also the genius prince's guide to raising a nation out of debt i've seen a lot of people say, oh they cut out all this important stuff that explains things and um and then I'm thinking maybe this series is the is the opposite thing. Maybe they should have been doing more cutting out of some of the earlier episodes so we could be getting to this point faster. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after that, we have Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, episodes 9 and 10. So 
we um so let's see so uh shinji the guy who had rider um who got defeated goes over to kirei you know to ask for i guess protection or whatever during the war because he lost and kirei's basically saying uh okay we'll uh, mentions oh we well you can get another servant since you're still alive and uh i guess that's gonna be gilgamesh who uh looks younger than he did in phase uh -huh. zero for some reason was it was that just me did he look younger yeah he did so we've gotten that i thought he got turned human or something but maybe he is still a, he's still like the the uh what do you call them like what's the phrase for what the servants are exactly other than servant i thought there was something um that they were called like the kind of being they were. Um, it wasn't Noble Phantasm because that's the name of their attack, but it was something like that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like. Uh, well, I can't remember. Uh, well, whatever they are. So he apparently gets him, although. Um, Gilgamesh is like pretty obvious in uh, with, with him like saying, "Well, people are nowadays. Uh, most people are superfluous, so let's get rid of them." Um, and I'm thinking, okay, Shinji, you're probably in trouble with the person that you got paired up with. Um, okay. So meanwhile, um, <clears throat> Shiro and Rin um manage to well. First, they think. Uh, they're trying to figure out who Caster's master is. And initially they think it's, I can't remember his name, but it's Chiro's friend. And then there's a wacky scene where he decides to prove uh, that he's not a master by making him take all of his clothes off and looking to see <laughs> if he has any seals on him. Mm -hmm. uh, it turns out not to be him. I did like the, the part where, where, uh, Honestly, it was just funny how that's literally what he does. He just goes in there and says, take off your clothes. And he's like, well, the other guy's like, what? And then he like apparently forces him to. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, then, so he tells Reen, and then there's another, I, I did the part where she's like, well, how did you fi figure it out? And he just tells her. Mm. <sighs> um, and uh, so, but then they figure out that it's actually... They find out it's actually the teacher guy at their school, which I guess makes sense because he was getting a, a noticeable amount of attention and showing up a bunch. Um, and the teacher apparently, I can't remember exactly what he, the explanation for him, but he's got superpowers apparently. I, I don't think he was a mage. He got at something else. So they end up fighting him and Caster, uh, uh, Rin, Shiro, and Saber go up against them. Um, Shiro manages to spontaneously develop the ability to summon blades like Archer had. And uh, mm -hmm. then it ends. And then because there's, sti we're, there's still like 14 episodes left in, this, in the series and they don't want to be getting rid of Caster that quickly, they, uh, <laughs> Caster and... Um, What's his name? Decide. Yeah, we'll 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 split for now. Mm -hmm. And that was the episode, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
the second episode I liked a lot more than the first one. And, um, uh, yeah, so it continues to be one of my favorites, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to say. I did have two uh, other things I wanted to um, co- quick comment on quick. First is that, uh, well, the explanation for not, why not to bring Archer along on the fight felt kind of weak. I mean, I guess it's basically because, well, we can't have it uh, be our heroes curb stomping the opponent with overwhelming <laughs> force, but it still seemed kind of weak. Mm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I noted, was that when... Uh, when they're um, talking with uh, Saber, where um, oh, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, I can. I am so bad with names. The the the, the woman who kind of is um, Shiro's sort of surrogate mother. I can't remember her name because she's talking with Saber, and I wait. I I just realized that I thought that Shiro told her that Saber didn't speak their language, and now all of a sudden they're just speaking normally. It, was there, like... I don't think there was ever any explanation where he said, oh, she can speak it. It seems like it just kind of went into that. that yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's a. I guess that's just a small plot hole. Um, yeah. But she mentions that Shiro's father, or at least adoptive father, was uh, Kiritsugu, and Saber doesn't like say anything about knowing him before, so I'm think I'm wondering, uh, does do, does she not remember? Was that removed, or does she know and she just doesn't mention anything about it? Because he obviously mm-hmm. would know who Kirutsugu was, uh, based on Fate Zero. Mm-hmm. And I know Fate Zero was made as a prequel to this, uh, was made after the original light novel, but they wouldn't have made Kiritsugu be Saber's master if that had, I'm sure they wouldn't have done that if it hadn't been established in the game somehow. Or at least there had been some explanation as to how she didn't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so that was my thoughts there. Uh, <clears throat> I guess we can move on to us giving the rankings for the series. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Okay. <clears throat> sure. For, um, third, I, son, I'm okay. Yeah, I got him in third place. I'll put attack on Titan in mm-hmm. second place. I will put, um, uh, uh, what assassination classroom and, um, you still remember when we, way, way, way back before we did this podcast, when we, uh, when we were just discussing things on an older one that's not around anymore, we we just kind of stopped giving our year a winner of the night because Kill a Kill just kept winning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know what, from now on, I'm just going to say my third and second. There's no need to ever say what my first is because I'm sure it'll just be Unlimited Blade Works again, as it was. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my third and my second choice. I don't even need to give the first. Okay, so the way I'm doing it is that every episode is eligible for... And so both episodes of One Piece are eligible, but neither of them made it this week. Third place will be the first episode of Fate Stay Night. Uh, second place will be Ascendance of a Bookworm. And the second episode of 
Fade to the Night will be my first place choice. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad we like the show. I, it's a show we enjoy. I just wish that other the other shows were better so that they could <laughs> actually give it a challenge. Yeah. Uh, why Kaguya-sama? Couldn't you? Why couldn't you have premiered earlier? Your mm -hmm. third season. Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, that's it for the anime stuff. I guess we can move on to talking about the last episode of this season of The Amazing Race. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, it was a double episode, so, yeah. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, well, after they kept mention having showing characters mentioned, man, what if an all-female team wins? Uh, I was kind of surprised that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I guess they were faking us out, so well played. Yeah. Um, so we had that. There were some other, uh, hang on, I, let me just double, let me pull up what the actual names of the contestants were, because I can't remember mo these. Okay, um, yeah, so, uh, Rune and Natalia, the father-daughter, end up, uh, you know, uh, finally getting eliminated after get so many times where they basically only, like, barely made it, or the time they were eliminated. Mm -hmm. Um... So there was that. There was also, of course, the time. Uh, yeah, there's a mad the question of okay, if you don't know how to row, why did you have him be the rower for the rowing mm -hmm. challenge? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So we got that. Um, there was also the thing where they, uh, where they were doing the the sort of foley. Um, uh, like artist thing where they were trying to make noise based on like previous episode year, season, some stuff from the previous yeah. amazing race. I, there were only mm -hmm. two of them that I think I saw. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember seeing, uh, well, one of them I didn't see, but I, it was, it was the one where Colin back in, I think this was season four, got super angry about over his ox and, you know, just gave that line. My ox is broken. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see that episode. I started watching the show, I think, like an episode or two after that. But uh -huh. it, it, everyone was discussing it online. And that mm -hmm. was, like, just such a famous moment. Um, and uh, I can't remember. The hay bale one, I remember. I can't remember if I saw the season where the person got hit in the head with the watermelon. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, they played that clip so many times. And it kind of started It started getting a little painful to watch. <laughs> Um, the last, uh, comment I guess I had was, uh, so there's the final task, which was the, you know, the memory task. Cause they've got one of those near the end of the show each season, um, mm -hmm. near the end of the season, each season, mm -hmm. like the final or penultimate leg. And I was just thinking, okay, one of the teams gotten through, they've won, it's over. Why are they making the other teams have to do it? Yeah. I guess the solve second and third because uh, they get paid differently on according to yeah they do yep oh I my, didn't know I didn't my know sister that. my sister looked it up and found out they get paid twenty five thousand for second place and ten thousand for third place so oh huh, I didn't know that okay that's useful to know yeah okay. <clears throat> 
Okay, that 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 removes the uh, that what I just said. Then, <laughs> um, those were the main thoughts. Other than that, I, I mean, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't uh, like I, I didn't have any particular dislike or like of any of the final three teams. So it was kind of like for me, it was a matter of well, I guess whoever um, like wins will win. I, I guess um, Ryan and Dusty didn't need to win because one of which one was the one who spent who like got falsely convicted because afterwards he's after he got released he sued and uh got 10 million dollars so i'm thinking well he probably doesn't need more money right now <laughs> yeah i think the entire room i was in was rooting for brooke and kayla so whenever they lost it was like silent in there it was like it was like uh, how it was after the Packers lost in the playoffs this year. It was like no one had anything to say. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of awkward. But uh, I thought this was a great season, and almost all of the teams were likable people. So you could actually cheer for people instead of cheering against people, which, like, I found out, like, in past years, it always seems like um cheering against a certain team that always ends up either making it to the end or winning. So, um, yeah, it felt a little better this year. Like, so, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a great episode and a great season. Uh, probably the best season I've seen, actually, surprisingly. May, maybe... Well, I take that back. Maybe the one with the former Survivor players was a little better. That might have been a better uh, season, but this one was certainly pretty good. Was Was that the season where Colin and Christy won? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Cause I, I didn't know about the Survivor players because I think I started watching that a, a, a midway through the season. So I never saw them because they were eliminated right away. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, oh, I was looking at something. According to uh, this, the um, the winners, Kim and Penn, are, uh, let's see, with their combined age of 92, they're the oldest team to win the Amazing Race. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Um, didn't really have too much else to say about it other than, yeah, this was a pretty decent season. They managed to... Uh, because they had to change all those things due to coronavirus, they managed to do a pretty good, like, uh, job f figuring out a way to uh, manage to integrate everything into it. In some yep. way, in some ways, it actually seemed like this might have been a little. I kind of, I want, I, I kind of wonder if this might be a good. Uh, because, well, let's see. The biggest changes they made, of course, was they would drive themselves. They would, um, they tried to like make the tasks more remote. Um, mm -hmm. and they all, instead of booking their own, um, flights had like the chartered flight instead. Mm -hmm. And I, I was, and, uh, I was thinking eh, some of these, I mean, I actually, the chartered flight idea where based on how, when you come in, like you, the, the way they did it like that, where there would be groups and, and, you know, depending on which of the groups you were based on how you got there, you would be like have head starts and stuff. And I mm -hmm. think that's I like that uh, 
and the, yeah. the apparent elimination speed bump. I, I like that system more than what they had in the previous seasons. Yeah, unlike Survivor, um, when the Amazing Race makes changes, they're usually actually uh, pretty pretty good changes, whereas Survivor is just trying to add twist upon twist upon twist, and most of the fan base is sick of it, but they just keep on doing it more and more and more, and... Well, obviously the the ratings haven't uh, done that well, but uh, yeah, I I like what the Amazing Grace did with these uh, changes to make it, and it seemed fair the whole time too. It didn't seem like anyone had an unfair advantage. Also, no U-turns this season apparently. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I'm glad I, I'm glad they got rid of the U-turn because like, did anyone really like that? Well, it was kind of just a thing like whoever the other people don't like as much, they're going to get U-turned and knocked out. Yeah, it's, I mean, I know why it's there. It's there for drama and stuff, right. but I, I don't normally like it when they have stuff that penalizes you further for being behind. Yeah. Which is lit, what exactly what the U-turn exists to do. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, all I have to say about that. Then, uh, we'll see what happens with when we get the next season. I don't know exactly when they'll, uh, uh, have it, but we probably will presumably have a, a shorter wait between, um, the, the between the, that and the ne- between now and the next season versus this season, the previous uh, season mm-hmm. because they've managed to actually figure out how to, you know, do it through uh, coronavirus, which hopefully seems to be dying down finally. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's what we kind of thought. Um, that's what we thought, I think, six months ago. So we'll see. Yes, yeah, so we, <laughs> we found that a couple times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. All right. I guess that's. I guess that's it then. Um, since uh, I don't think I have anything else to say, we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.